Hey everybody and welcome to a Halloween special bonus of Bad in the Boondocks. As always, I am one of your hosts, Stan. And I am Drew. How's and this going? is just a little bonus because we love you again. <laughs> well, shit, your, your face is scary enough for me. And it's Halloween, <laughs> so we're doing a little spooky spook. Yes, we are. Oh, so I guess you want me to go. Let me tell y'all something, though. Okay. I want you to make sure you subscribe to us. Yes. And I want you to rate and review us and make sure that you send a snapshot i don't need to talk any louder mine's already going in the red you don't have to talk any louder I'm oh i'm not emotionally enough add a little more emotion into your voice okay mr princess okay well <laughs> not like that you know what i mean i want to make sure that you guys send a screenshot of your review so that you can be entered into the drawing yes i said drawing that's what i said drawing who's drawing uh, our drawing and you'll get free stuff you're gonna get a free merch item yeah <laughs> that's great isn't it but anybody that is our that already sent us on um, their reviews you are automatically entered into this month's contest and last month's winner i know you got your prize already and you have not told us that you got it chastity but it's all good you done ran away with your coffee mug (laughs) (laughs) trying to hide it (laughs) trying to hide it from us (laughs) but we see you (laughs) don't say that sounds like we're stalkers we are no we're not we're not actually stalkers okay anyway Do you have something to tell us about Drew? Yes, I do. Since it's Halloween, I thought that it would be. Well, it's not Halloween today. Whatever. You know what I mean. Yes, I know you said lunatic a while ago. He was like, (laughs) What is lunatic? It's lunatic. Lunatic. (laughs) And we we also. And I said, You're so smart. You are so smart. Yes, I am. But we also did pumpkin carvings. So and mine is Rob Zombie, and it freaking rocks. Mine's a a welcome pumpkin. <laughs> it says welcome with a pretty little doodaddle up underneath. It looks really good. It's real pretty. It does look really good. It's and very pretty. We'll take a picture and put it on like Instagram or Twitter or something. It's just, it's just so pretty. Yeah. So make sure mine is Rob Zombie, and it rocks. Anyways, I thought that it would be fitting to talk about, like... Living dead girl. Jesus. Shut up. No, you shut up, welcome, man. <laughs> you just bend over and put the pumpkin in front of you. You're like, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways... Do you have something to read? Yes, I do. I well, do have do something it. for us. I do, I do, I do. Do it in your little egg cart thank crate. You. Thank you, thank you. This was your idea. This was your idea to put this, this yes, big old... Yes, because I have to treat you special. This big old box here. No, it actually was treating yourself special. No, I was fine. Cover. No, if you did your microphone correctly... Sure. See, there we go. So and there we go. So he wants to jeopardize the way that my voice sounds so that his can be on um, better Perfect. quality. Perfect, perfect. Exactly. Anyways, let me just get into it before I have to fight. There's a lot of red going on, so there might be a lot of pops going on. Really? 
Yes. Now there's not because I turned my mic down. So maybe I should have did that at the beginning. So it's your mic. Yes, mine, not yours. Yours is way low. Yeah, exactly. Because it's half the sound of mine. Yeah. Well, why did you not turn your sound down? Why did you not turn your sound down? Okay, you sound like Ken. <laughs> okay, do you? Can I get into it? Thank True. you. That's not you a question. You always get into that's it. Not that's a why we've had to buy so much penicillin for your ass. Asshole. Anyways, American history is rife with violent tales, grisly murders, massacres, tragic accidents, and suicides. And but then there's Drew. <laughs> Shut up. I'm trying to do my scary voice. Okay, but I was saying after all the tragic tragedies and all that, then there's you. Then there's just me. I'm in a category <laughs> by myself. <laughs> let me let I've me got it on mute. Who's? Mine. <laughs> <laughs> um they litter the historical landscape. These kinds of tragedies are apt to give rise of tales of horrifying hauntings. American folklore is cho- <laughs> Why do you keep laughing? <laughs> Quit fucking laughing. That was you, you. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but it's your face. You can't even see me. You were looking down. Well, anyways, it's chock full of ghosts and ghouls. It's because you mispronounced chalk. <laughs> I thought it was a clock. <laughs> you thought it was a clock. <laughs> he said cock. No, I didn't. Many of these supposed specters are associated with violence, tragedy, or unsolved crimes. Some of the places associated with these ghost tales have become well-known across the nation, and some are all more terrifying because there's at least some grain of truth buried in those ghastly yarns. The trance out... <laughs> what are you doing? Allegheny Lieutenant... <laughs> Lunatic Asylum. Uh, Oh, God. That Lunatic Asylum. (laughs) I can't help it. I don't... I know. I understand. (laughs) We all understand, Drew. thank you. As as far as spooky places go, you can't get much more terrifying than an old asylum. Hell no, because that is... I'm going to tell you. There's one in New York. I think it's New York, but they're letting you this year go and spend the night in it. Oh, hell no. I would love it. I would love it. No. If you had to spend the night naked, that would be cool. Yeah, no. I don't know. Anything's cooler naked. You're so weird. Although many former asylums have been converted since their closure, others are abandoned. But almost all are rumored to be haunted with the ghost of those patients who died in care there. The trans-al... Just say the trans-a. Allegheny. Or the trans-a. The trans-allegheny asylum in Weston, West Virginia has been mostly vacant since its closure in the mid-1990s, although a few small museums did operate during the early 2000s. These days, you can take a historic tour or a ghost tour during the evening. If you're really up for the challenge, 
take the intensive eight-hour ghost hunt on a Saturday night. The site also served as a post for soldiers during the Civil War. So in addition to the rumored spirits of hundreds of mentally ill patients, Civil War ghosts have also been reported to haunt the facility. Thank you. I swear to you, that damn all agony word is just something, man. I'm telling you, it it just it just it doesn't roll off my tongue. It just stays inside, and it just I don't know where it goes. <laughs> Thank you so much for your feedback. That's so great. Well, I've got another one. Moundsville Penitentiary. Like asylums, places where prisoners were held are often purported to be full of ghosts. The old Moundsville Penitentiary in West Virginia is one such supposedly haunted jail. These days, the former prison is a tourist attraction, used to host an annual Halloween attraction. But that's not the only spooky thing going on here. Unexplained voices, noises, cold spots, and even reports of a shadow man have given Moundsville a reputation as one of the most haunted prisons in America. Operating between 1876 and 1995, the facility had a violent history. Ninety-four prisoners were executed, and 36 were murdered by their fellow inmates. One such case was that of R.D. Wall, who was butchered in October 1929. In 1986, three inmates were killed during a riot. With stories like that, it is it <laughs> is it any wonder there'd be a few vengeful spirits still wandering here? I think not. Yes, that was it. Good God, you are no help. I'm telling you I'm what, sorry, you just leave me. You just leave me hanging out to dry. Well, you have been searching, and I thought that you had some really like stuff. Whatever, just just forget it. You do yours. No, I just have. I'm gonna do one for right the second. You do then yours. I'm gonna let you do one. Just just you do yours. Because huh. I really enjoy listening to you. Yeah, no, you didn't. Okay, Shut well, up. this I know y'all may have heard of this before. And this is actually true crime and a little horror mixed in. But it is my favorite story of possession in the world. The exorcism. The exorcism. No, actually, no. So? <laughs> it's the Michael Taylor possession. I like... I bet you you've never heard of it, have you? I like the Liza Minnelli. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you seriously say Liza Minnelli? I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't think of any other name. Eliza Lamb would have been something you could have said. I like, um... Let's and, see how true crimey you are, Mr. Drew. I like Ann Martin. Anna, Annalise? No, I just made up Ann Martin. I just oh, okay. made up the name. <laughs> I can't remember the other one. Lindsay Lohan? No, <laughs> oh, she was a drunk. I'm a just drunk. playing. I'm just playing. She was possessed by the wacky stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was just kidding. Okay, let's get. So you've never heard of this, what Michael was his Taylor? Name? Yeah, yeah. Okay, then tell me about it. 
I mean, I don't want to ruin the story nope, for anybody. I want else. you so, to go ahead and tell me. No, I'm not going to ruin it I'm for not, anybody. I'm else. not going to read it until you explain. So you okay. can go ahead and so start telling. I think that. we're we have established you haven't heard of it, which is okay. I like um what's it, what's the name um Mary something Mary Magdalene. That's a person no, in the Bible. It's not. And Mary was Jesus's mother. No, it's not. It's Mary something. Okay. Okay. The year was 1974. The place? A small town called Asset in Yorkshire, England. Autumn was fading and the bitter chill of winter could be felt in the air. An unremarkable place in many ways. The ordinary Asset folk had no idea that soon the eyes of the world would fall on their community. Something sinister and truly evil was brewing in the bosom of their town. Thing I don't drink beer. What are you talking about? <laughs> bosom means tits. You said brewing. <laughs> oh yeah, brewing. But in beer the bosom. tastes like piss anyway. So you're not old enough to drink. And. By the time the first week in October was over, a most heinous and sickening crime would have been committed. A crime that would begin with the possession of Michael Taylor. 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 Ooh. At 9.45 a.m. on the 6th of October 1974, West Yorkshire police received a phone call. A man had been seen wandering naked through the streets of Osset, covered in red paint. Uncertain as to whether or not it was a hoax, PC Ian Walker was sent out to investigate. Making his way along the cold, deserted streets that Sunday morning, the police constable could have had little idea what the day would hold. Arriving at the scene, the officer discovered a naked man curled in a fetal position and covered not in red paint but in blood. As the officer approached him, the man began to scream, It's the blood of Satan! It's the blood of Satan! <laughs> Clearly, in a state of great distress, he was making little or no sense. Fortunately, by this time, a witness had arrived who identified the naked man as Michael Taylor. Suspecting that foul play may have taken place, brilliant! He was brilliant, wasn't he? Sure. P.C. Walker immediately radioed for officers to be dispatched to Taylor's home to check his wife and children. Mm. Not going to be good, is it? Nope. What greeted the police at the home of Michael Taylor was a scene of appalling depravity. Mrs. Christine Taylor, the wife of Michael, and her small pet dog lay dead. Both had been murdered in the most shocking and gruesome way. Whoever had committed the crime was clearly deranged, psychotic, and evil. Mrs. Walker had asphyxiated on her own blood, but before she died, her attacker had ripped off her face, pulled out her tongue, 
and gouged out both of her eyes. Oh, my God. That got your attention, didn't it? That's a lot. That's a lot. Her face was literally ripped off. I bet. Her little dog lay close by. He had been strangled. His legs were torn off, and his eyes and tongue were also removed. Investigating officers immediately realized that Michael Taylor was the crazed killer. There was just one problem, though. Taylor couldn't remember anything of his crime. Claiming to love his wife, he appeared to have no motive. For the time being, police and the public would have to wait to discover why this tragedy happened. In the meantime, Taylor was remanded to Broadmoor Hospital, a high-security psychiatric unit, to await trial. In the murder of Christine Taylor, it was shocking. The story that eventually unfolded was amazing. So sensational were the events leading up to the crime that they divided public and legal opinion and shook the Anglican Church of England to its very core. Michael Taylor was an ordinary man of 31 when the murder was committed. Married to Christine, the couple had five children and lived an ordinary life. At a time of high unemployment in northern England, he wasn't helped by a long-standing back injury and spent periods of time looking for work. This was far from unusual in an area where the main industries of coal and cotton weaving were on the decline. When Michael began to feel depressed and unsettled in the months preceding the murders, a friend, Barbara Wardman, invited him to attend a prayer group at the Christian Fellowship Church. Here we go. That wacky church. Yeah. Pause for two seconds. Well, two seconds, because his throat is parched. (laughs) Eventually, Michael, who was not religious, agreed to go. The prayer group was led by a young woman of 22, Mary Robinson. At some point during the evening, she began to shake and tremble. A sign that the Holy Spirit was with her. At these times, Mary believed she was able to offer healing to the suffering. Knowing that Michael had an injured back and was suffering from depression, she believed that God wanted her to heal him. When another member of the church, Mavis Smith, began to weep uncontrollably, Mary was torn who to help first. Should she help Mavis, or should she help Michael? Who would you choose? Um, let's see. And they're both dead, because you took too long. (laughs) Eventually, she knelt before Mavis and began to speak in tongues in order to exercise the woman. Well, guess what I was going to say, Mavis. To the astonishment of the congregation, Michael Taylor joined with Mary, also speaking in tongues. Over the next few weeks, Michael Taylor became obsessed with Mary Robinson, much to the dismay of his wife, Christine. On the 1st of October, just a few days before the murder, Taylor and Robinson sat up all night, making the sign of the cross over each other. Isn't Michael Taylor an actor? 
I don't know, but let me tell you this. They were, okay, so they stayed up all night making the sign of the cross over their body. Yeah. Let me tell you, they just, he was only doing that so he could feel her breasts, her bosom. Because you make the sign of the cross, and where is your hand going? Right on. And that's right so sad that titties. he did that all night long. I wonder how long the first part went now. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And then I bet your wife come in, they both naked still make her. I'm making the sign of the cross, baby. Oh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> what <happened>? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. You ready for it? Go. All right. The reason for this bizarre behavior was their concern that the full moon would adversely affect Mary. As Michael's behavior became more uncharacteristic and disturbing, Christine reached a breaking point. Eventually, she publicly confronted her husband in front of the congregation of the Christian Fellowship Church. <laughs> and she said, You's having an affair with Mary, and I know it. With Mary? Mm-hmm. Okay. At this point, Michael began to display the violence that would lead to tragedy before the end of the week. Speaking in tongues, he attacked Mary Robinson in a blind rage. Oh, my God. Members of the congregation intervened to drag Taylor away, leaving the young Mary Robinson trembling and fearing for her life. Despite this display of uncontrolled rage, Michael returned to the church the next day and received absolution and forgiveness. Well, it sort of scared me, too, you know? <laughs> A little bit. I it's crazy. Some felt that Taylor's behavior had gone too far. They believed that the only explanation for this once mild-mannered man's actions was demonic possession. Really? The local vicar was particularly concerned. So concerned, in fact, that he called for the exorcism of Michael Taylor. Are you serious? So serious. What the world, dude? Well, <laughs> crazy. the exorcism of Michael Taylor was hastily organized. Two ministers, Father Peter Vincent and Reverend Raymond Smith, a Methodist minister, were asked to perform the ritual. At midnight on Saturday the 5th of October 1974, the exorcism began. For the next seven straight hours, Taylor was put through unimaginable horrors. As soon as the exorcism began, he started to spit, scream, bite, and scratch. Well, he might have been possessed. Never mind. <laughs> Eventually, he was tied to the church floor to prevent him from attacking the two priests. Yeah, he was probably possessed. Despite this, he continued to have convulsions while he was doused in holy water. Is this a real story, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. At 110% real. See, but how do you know if you're... Never mind. I don't want... And crucifixes were placed upon his body. Over 40 demons were identified as living inside Taylor's soul. Wow. I feel like you would have to be pretty down 
for like you to be possessed. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like you literally have no hope for you if you're possessed. If you, especially if you got forty. If you get possessed, huh? forty demons. Exactly. In you? I mean, like you have to be the lowliest of people. I'm like, sorry, not but if you got forty all. demons in you, you're a whore. Gotta be. Gotta be. I mean, you got to go all doing that just to have one I mean, or two. But you have to be like the worst person ever to be possessed. You know? Well, okay, these demons included the demons of incest, bestiality, heresy, lewdness, carnal knowledge, blasphemy. According to the priest, they had to be dragged, kicking and screaming from Michael Taylor's body. By daybreak, everybody involved was exhausted. The exorcism had only been partially successful, though. Oh my they God. got all but two out. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like what I'm saying is, I would And guess hate. which two they were? Oh, excuse me, it was three. Lust. Blasphemy. He was allowed to go home, and they were going to do another exorcism to get these three out. But he killed somebody. The three were... Insanity, anger, murder. Exactly. Or it could have just been a freaking psychopath. Within two hours, Michael Taylor arrived home, slaughtered his wife, tore off her face, ripped out her tongue, ripped out her eyes, ripped out his dog's tongue and eyes. Oh, my God. I swear, that's just something else. But in 1975, the trial of Michael Taylor began with the warning that the details of the case would take the jury back to the Middle Ages. Wow. It was sensationally reported. But what do you think happened? What what was the verdict? Um, what would you verticize him as? That ain't a word, but it sounds cool. What um, would you have a verdict be? What would you find? Not guilty by reason of insanity. He was found not guilty of murder by reason of insanity. Exactly. <laughs> Christine Taylor's death was recorded as a misadventure rather what? than a murder. I mean, it was. I mean, it was more of that than a, I mean, it was just something. Taylor was detained on a secure psychiatric ward for the next four years. Oh, my God. Do you know what it sounds like? Then he was judged to be sane and released back into society, kind of like your mother. Exactly. (laughs) It's exactly like the last case that I just did. Exactly four years she was in there and was released back into society four years later. Exactly. Since his release, he has attempted suicide four times. Now, in 2005, guess what? He was brought before the courts again because of inappropriate conduct with the child. Yeah. Maybe they should have done another exorcism while he was in the war to get rid of the three demons still left. I mean, I'm just telling you, I would never want to be, I wouldn't want to be in the presence of an exorcism, even 
Even if I'm a mile away, I don't want to be in the same No, because I think you're a little scared care of it, aren't you? I'm really scared of it. I love exorcisms. I want to be a part of one. I am terrified. Even if I'm the one possessed, so, I want no, to don't. be a part. Oh, yes, I do. Retard. No, you don't. Exorcist, my favorite movie. I feel like that is the scariest because the realest. I mean, it's the real thing. Exorcist you know? is like porn. Is like corn? <laughs> That's how much I love it. <laughs> you don't even like corn that much. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this was a special little... Do you have anything else? I'm going to read one more thing just to oh, sort of clear it up. Me. Just to lighten the mood a little... Well, it's not really lightening the mood, but... But did you like my story? Yes, but I don't understand. I love like, it. Like, I swear, you have to be like... Possessed. The most evilest person, almost, to be possessed by... It's Especially all those Satan's demons. fault. Satan. Because because they you got to think because they have to find a way in, and they can't find a way in unless you are the most like non-religious person. You know what I'm saying? Like if you just here, don't, I'm open. I'm just saying like if you shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like if you just don't believe in nothing or, or no, actually, I'm gonna tell you. 90% of the possessions mm-hmm. are people that were super religious beforehand. Yeah, but there's... Nope. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is there are not hardly at all any pos, like possessions. There's not a lot at all, hardly. You know what I'm saying? Some sure. people you might think that they are, but... I think there's might. more than what is known. You think so? I think so. I mean, I feel like you you would know if you were possessed. Go or ahead not. with your story. We're at thirty minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I won't talk about this. This is supposed to. I said that this was going to be a super mini. I like, I like to talk about it. Like, like, how do you think you would feel if you were possessed? I think it would be sexy. No, I don't feel like. I think that you. I feel like you wouldn't really be here, or or you could see so, kind of, but you would be so full. You would be over. Well, that is what possession so is. Something would overtake your mind and body and hatred. Yes, and just and pain and pain. Yes, yes. You would hate. I mean, that would be the worst thing ever. You got something? What's wrong with you? Whatever. Anyways, I'm gonna try to do a little bit better than that one. Okay. <laughs> mine, mine wasn't good. I didn't say that. I said to lighten it up a tiny bit, just the tiniest bit. Anyways, if you didn't like my story, just I didn't say, say so. that. I just, I hate, I don't like. Possession. Yeah, I don't like. We're going to watch an exorcist movie no, we're tonight. Not. I'm not watching it. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. It, I hate stuff like that. I hate we're it. watching I mean, it. it. It's terrifying to me because I, I'm just scared of it. I don't like it. I like paranormal stuff, but I don't like. Yeah, that bores me. But I hate stuff that I feel like can actually happen. You know what I'm saying? No. Anyways, Huntington College. The Red Lady of Huntington College supposedly Did you say hunting cum? Huntington. Oh, I thought you said hunting cum. Whatever. You know what I said. (laughs) College supposedly haunts the former Pratt Hall of the Montgomery campus. And our story is one many of us can relate to. According to legend, a student named Martha arrived to begin her studies at Huntington 
college at the behest of her father. Why is it always Martha? Martha, Martha, Martha. Martha May. (laughs) Originally from New York, Martha didn't really want to go to Alabama. The other girls thought she was standoffish and rude, and Martha was unable to make any friends. Embittered, depressed, and lonely, Martha committed suicide by slashing her wrists. The student who found her claimed to have seen red flashes of light shooting out of her room as she approached. Today, that bitch was drunk. Yeah, right. Today, students say the date of Martha's death is marked by red flashes of light from her room, and the ghost returns to haunt the building. Red what? The red light special. Okay. Well, anyways, I think that's all that we have for you today. How did that lighten the mood? It was a suicide. I know that it was, but yours is just talking about demons and the devil. Yeah. Well, I just don't understand it. Like, how do you get picked? I don't know. It's so confusing to me because I really want to... Be picked? No, no, no. I really want you would so of, freak out if you were picked. Oh my god, I would die. <laughs> I would just, I would just give up. Hopefully, the demon was gluten allergic to wheat. Yeah, I you would know? just, I would hope that it would kill me because how, how it would make Are you, you feel. Are you suicidal? No, I would hope that the demon or something would just end it because I would not want, I would, I wouldn't want to deal like that because you sort of deal with that for months and months before you ever get seen about it and most likely you will probably get arrested <laughs> you will prob most likely you will probably get arrested before you know what I'm saying <laughs> you would do something because it would overtake your body you would do something you would get arrested and then you would be on the on the Mari public show execution something list what do you call it You'd be on the I death hope list. that y'all enjoyed you would our be, Halloween shut up, shut up, special. You would be on the death list. So then you would get executed before you got any help about your problem and you couldn't say anything. You know what I'm saying? It would be terrifying. I sort of regret that you brought that up because now I'm sort of... I'm I really scared. hope that y'all enjoyed this little bonus for Halloween for y'all. Oh, my God, dude. I'm going to have nightmares. As always, I've been... The devil. Shut up. I've been Stan. And I'm always Drew. Until you're possessed. Shut up, dude. I swear to you. I I regret every single day of my life that I watched Evil Dead. Because her eyes staring at you is the scariest thing ever. I mean, they're just like... And then she's smiling with her black teeth. And then she's got we love like every it. single one of you that are listening. And please tell a friend. Yes. Rate and review is only if it's five stars. Yeah, tell a hobo. <laughs> tell a hobo. Tell your be- tell your worst enemy. Exactly. Maybe they won't listen. Or don't. You know. You or know. Don't, you know. But at least it'll be one listen. Yeah. But I'm just saying. If we anybody, love y'all. If anybody agrees with me. Leave leave a review or something, and you know just or do you like can that. just email us or just email us at badinthebooknuts at gmail dot com or if you really want to discuss it with me, email at drew at badinthebooknuts really I'm not a wuss. I just don't like 
I didn't say wuss. I said you're really going to do that. I just don't like. And if you really want to discuss anything, anything at all with me, email stan at badintheboondocks.com. That's S-T-A-N at badintheboondocks.com, and it'll be just private between me and you. I just don't like evil, you know, like devils and the devil and demons. And And until Friday, we're going to sign on out. Yes, we are. I'm always true. I've been Stan. We'll see you next time.